This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. Welcome back to the grim darkness of the 41st millennium. I'm Inquisitor Temperance Price, Keeper of the Inquisition's Black Library, and this is the third volume in a report on the Valentine Heresy, an actual play podcast set in the Genesis adaptation of Warhammer 40,000's Dark Heresy RPG. This report features Game Master Tom McGee and players Ryan Laplante as Inquisitor Lucius Valentine, Tyler Hewitt as Atticus Viz, Laura Hamstra as Eli Sharp, and Della Borovic as Morgan Rawls. My report shows that the Inquisitorial Band are at the Welcome Ball. Morgan and Eli arrived on horseback and defended Lady Bolensong, while Atticus drew positive attention with his combat history, drove away his lessers, and drew the Duke's attention. But can they maintain the man's interest through tomorrow's race? Find out next in this episode of the Valentine Heresy. From the journal of Duke Wickstrope. I will do this, for it is necessary. I will not enjoy this, though it is necessary. <sighs> Emperor on the throne, I hate fucking parties. Atticus and Valentine, you're making your way up to a balcony, kind of overlooking uh, the party. Only the sort of uh, front entryway to the estate is open. And uh, as a result, you are kind of limited in where you can go. Um, that said, there is certainly like the the idea of being able to overlook the party is is certainly um, viable. Like it's it's a, a thing that they're allowing. But um, yeah, you don't have like free reign of, of the mansion or anything. Uh, there's certainly a lot of attendants inside. You make your way uh, sort of up to uh, a balcony, and uh, as as you enter onto it, uh, there is a. Um, uh, a man in uh, a suit, honestly, kind of similar to Morgan's. He seems to be talking to a servo skull that is styled differently than the ones that are floating around the party. Uh, this one is um, painted uh, gold with um, some kind of uh, purple embellishments. Um, it seems to almost have... Uh, it's sort of like the, the skull's been subdivided, um, almost like a checkerboard. So it's just oh. like, you know, um, half sort of gold and then half... Uh, purple in boxes um and uh he is uh just uh chatting with it saying like you know honestly my favorite part of these things is watching who just really really fucks up like i mean that guy's mm -hmm. nobody so who cares but there's just always and it's without fail there's always someone who just really shits the bed so i'm honestly thinking this year I think my money's on Versailles. I don't know what he's going to do. I think he's really going to fuck it up. And then as soon as he hears the, the door um, be, behind him open, uh, he turns and uh, you recognize the king. Um, uh, Frederick Fitzgerald is uh, standing there sort of a uh, drink in hand. Um, and uh, he says, oh, uh, sorry, this balcony's royally. Oh, hey, Van Houten. Uh, your majesty. And I'll bow. Uh, and he, he he acknowledges that with like a, a slight nod, um, hmm. very expected and and uh, necessary. He says, uh, Francois Van Houten. I don't know if you remember me at all. You were pretty young when when we met, but uh, uh, I'm 
it's interesting that you're back, uh, given, you know, <laughs> all of your family's uh, foibles. Um, but uh, welcome, I suppose. Uh, yes, I, uh, I'm afraid I don't recall. Uh, I was quite young. I am looking forward to making new memories here and with you, sir. Uh, honestly, that's a pretty good answer. I feel like a lot of folks wish they could just have a gap, you know, and uh, and come back and, and start fresh. And uh, I'm afraid I'm unfamiliar with your staff. Um, are you there? What's your name? Brabute Figarello, my leash. He's fucking still bowing. He's bowing. Like he's fucking <laughs> bent over. Oh, you, you, can, you can stand up. It's a party. Come on, man. You can stand oh, up. It's fine. Thank you, sir. Uh, and he just down, back up to standing and just immediate like eyes forward against the wall, <laughs> hoping to become a statue. Like he's just not here. Um, so do you blindfold all of your servants or what, what's, what's going on with that? A, uh, stylistic choice, my leash. Not bad. Not bad, Van Houten. Not bad. Okay. Tell me, um, you, uh, you just threw that guy <laughs> across, across the room. That was, uh, that was pretty, uh, pretty entertaining, uh, honestly, but, um, you know, when, uh, it's not surprising. Uh, I don't know if, if he introduced himself, but uh, it's uh, Haldoran Warwalker. Uh, his family, well, they uh, they like to style themselves as as uh, military folk, but really they just like history a lot. Uh, you know, the kind that collect and paint miniatures. You know that whole that whole deal. But uh, I gotta ask. I mean, you're so are, are you here to compete for the hand of my my nephew as well? Uh, well, first. My leisure, please, I would like to take this opportunity to apologize for my behavior uh, this evening. That was... Oh, uh, it was great. Please don't apologize. That was fantastic. Are you uh, kidding? Well, I, uh, I I do regret that I lost my temper with uh, Mr. Warwalker all the same. Uh, I appreciate you and your graciousness about it. And uh, I am, in fact... Uh, pursuing your nephew he uh he looks a little bit bored by your apology um and just kind of uh, waves his hand says yes very good very good um well uh you're at least making things interesting honestly i've wanted to throw the warwalker family across the floor for years but you know oh, i highly recommend it like <sighs> um, <laughs> sips his drink he's like i suppose the night is young um all right well uh best of luck to you uh francois um i can't <laughs> really uh, imagine a world where a Van Houten uh, marries into the royal family, but um, I suppose stranger things have happened. Um, and uh, you certainly are, and he kind of like eyes the arm, and he's like, you certainly are an original. Um, so I'll give you that. Uh, but in any case, welcome back. Welcome home. Um, and, uh, you know, I'll be uh, sure to uh, tell the war walkers uh, how much I appreciated your service here today. Um, please enjoy the party, and I'm sure uh, you you will uh, speak with uh, my nephew sometime soon. Oh, uh, my liege, uh, I uh, understand it's difficult for you to imagine a Van Houten winning your nephew's hand, but I I have quite a large imagination, and I look forward to uh, expanding yours, my liege. Um, can you roll a... Oh, boy. Fucking cool guy. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Um, Let's see if I trip over my own fucking dick. <laughs> um, okay, let's go with... Hmm. Hmm, hmm, hmm. 
Um, honestly, I think I'm going to say charm, which I know is not your, your forte. It's a good thing I'm not wearing my armor. Uh, I can take an automatic fail in charm and an automatic success in coercion when I'm wearing <laughs> my intimidating armor. Hey, well, uh, but Tough you're not to coerce this fucking guy. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 um, so let's go with charm, uh, difficulty two. He's not like actively fighting you on this. Um, I'm going to spend a story point to make it interesting though. So it'll be one red, one purple. Um, you can have a boost for honestly this this kind this particular kind of interaction is what you've been training on and even though he's the king i think you also really have a bit of a benefit of like not entirely respecting what that i just want to leave an impression just a guy yep. yeah 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 mm. um, i just want to be remembered i'll give you another boost for throwing uh haldrian Warwalker across the room um that really did impress uh, okay. uh, uh fitzgerald so he's uh He's he's amenable. Um, Full disclosure: I've got a, a third boost in there uh, as a result of I think a previous correct. die yep. roll carrying yep, yep, yep. over. Good stuff. Yep. Good stuff. Um, I am going to give you a setback for being a Van Houten. <laughs> it is not a favorable <laughs> favorable state. Um, cool. All right. Okay. Two successes and a threat. Okay. Um, so he uh, he nods and says, well, I mean, if anyone's going to win a hand, someone with a hand as large as yours seems like the right person to do it. Um, <laughs> but time will tell whether even one as uh, forward and uh, bombastic as you can redeem a name as sullied as Van Houten. At this point, uh, Voidstain carries less shame than your house. And while I appreciate that you've cleaned up the debts a little bit um well it's gonna take more than throwing a waif across a room to impress this town hmm? oh, i guess we'll bow deeply and say uh like with his eyes to the floor yep. uh looking forward to surprising you my leash honestly me too uh and he exits and you take no strain because you succeeded in in your uh in your your gamble Good god uh in, in your your social gambit <laughs> Uh, Valentine will look to Atticus and say, should I keep any stragglers off the balcony, my lord? Stragglers, uh, uh yes. Rebute. Great. Valentine's basically going to take the entrance and like people of note get to come inside. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> else gets refused entry. This is yes. just, Atticus gets to stand up as Lord Van Houten where people are like, oh, he talked to the king. Oh, blah, blah. And then just like fucking no losers. He's just a loser. <laughs> loser bar. The yeah, there are definitely, there are definitely a lot of eyes on the balcony because uh, there are people already looking at the king. So the fact that like you came up, had the conversation, the fact that the king seemed amused and, and like. Left the fact that the king didn't like boot you immediately mm. is also of, mm. of note. So yes, your your reputation grows. <laughs> the fire rises. Um, God. Okay. Uh, cool beans. <laughs> I also just realized now because I play as Valentine, I don't think about it. But it looks like a blindfolded man is perfectly seeing everyone approach me. No, not you. Have a nice time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's exactly what the king was talking about. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. This is Fabius Bile reaching out to all those arch heretics and other dangerous psychopaths out there. There is only one way to truly defeat the Emperor and his pathetic lickspittles, and that is to make sure that they do not unify themselves and their false beliefs and empty gods. 
They must not join a Patreon. They must never join patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Then our cabal can rise to the heights of brutality and cruelty. We can slay every player character, skin the flesh from their bones, and leave them with no hope remaining. Unless, somehow, people go to patreon.com slash dumdumdice. With enough support, perhaps they could stop us. But that will never happen. <laughs> Meanwhile, back downstairs, mm-hmm. um, Morgan and Eli. Uh, Morgan, you've failed to catch the eye of Guinevere, or rather, you've discovered that she's actively avoiding mm-hmm. your eye. Yes. Uh, you have noticed... Um, uh, Kuros, and I mean, seem like you're really down with it. Like everyone seems like they really like this. Like all the play, you the players at my table seem like you love this character <laughs> I've built for you. Yes, yes, yes. Um, <laughs> so uh, Venkari Kuros is going around doing his thing. Um, what would Morgan be doing now? So great to know about Kuros and like his approach, but mm. also dangerous for me. Not in great standing already. Don't have the the situation to burn. So I think it's like hopefully we can get more people interested once the event starts but i think morgan is now like okay i need more intel so looking and seeing what bobberstein is doing and the void stain guy and just more intel because i'm not going to impress anyone here and overplaying my hand is just going to make me look embarrassing which is not going to help me so i think it's just more more intel what can i see from these people's interactions with other people tonight all right i like that um, Eli, how protective are you being of Morgan? Like, are you letting people get up to talk to her or are you just like keeping everyone away? Um, uh, it, it can't really be overly protective without, I mean, it, ultimately it's her call who she lets in. However, I'm kind of like her bodyguard. So I would say unless it's like someone who is the head or like the heir of the family or someone directly representing them it'll be like a he'll probably step forward and be like state your intent mm-hmm. all right can you give me a coercion coercion yeah uh we're gonna say difficulty of two. Oh, coercion. largely just to represent the frustrating myriad of responses you get to that. Okay. <laughs> difficulty two. Difficulty two. All right. Uh, I'll give you a point of boost for being someone of military bearing playing at the society. So you, the way you say it isn't as casual as like, I'm a snooty guard. It's like, I've seen things. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, you can have a boost for that. Uh, you have a setback from the bad arrival. The, yeah. Um, and that's it from my end. Yeah, I, I can't. I believe it or not, I have no social talents. So uh, <laughs> I, I'm please. just going to roll. <laughs> hey, one success, one advantage. Okay. Look at him go. Um, yeah, people are kind of scared of you and they mm-hmm. don't, they're both like, they're scared but titillated by Morgan, but they are just straight scared of you. Mm-hmm. So it's a challenge because people like want to get up and like talk to her about like everything she's seen and her travels. And, like, it's also a lot – it's not a lot of, uh, like, folks looking for someone eligible. It is more so the folks who are, like, 
already married are older and more established in the society who are just like, oh, an oddity. So there's just a lot of like folks, like like just boors for days trying to get at uh, mm-hmm. Morgan, but you're able to kind of keep them at bay, which in turn will mean that uh, Morgan, you don't take any disadvantage from having to try and do your perception while being like assailed by morons. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, that said, Laura, what I would appreciate from you is like, what are some of Eli's blow off lines? Uh, thank you for your interest. Please feel free to observe the captain from over there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how mysterious. We certainly shall. And, and, and after we do that, we, 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 we speak to her, I assume. That depends. Oh, good. It's a game. All right. Very good. We will stand over here politely. Come, come, come darling. And then, like, the two of them just go and, like, stand at distance. Like they're in line. <laughs> Eli will just stare at them. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. They don't know whether they're winning or losing. All right, Morgan, um, yep. go ahead. Uh, let's go with um, uh, perception again. Uh, this time difficulty is two. Um, I believe you've already burnt off your bad bad arrival dice. You get a boost <laughs> from Eli keeping idiots away from you. Um and honestly, I think I'll give you another boost for just like, this is passive, you have time, and because you're not trying to actively engage anyone, like you're not in any rush. Great, great. Um, I think that's it for me, unless anyone wants to make a make a call or a case for anything. That sounds right to me. Cool. All right. Another bizarro land roll. One, two, three, four, five, six advantages, one triumph. Hmm. <laughs> Jesus. All Hot right. damn. Um... Like, I don't know. That should be <laughs> that yeah. should be one success then, I think. Because yeah. 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 It, so you get a success and just weird. a metric fuck ton of advantage. Yes. Okay. Um, hmm. So <laughs> I'm going to say with three advantage, you can normally like force a target to like drop something or, mm-hmm. or fuck with them in that way. I think in this case, let's say the advantage, uh, the equivalent here is um, you can force two people to flub something. Yeah. It won't cause them like massive damage, but just like you can you can cause two oopsies for um various errors that you're observing. Yeah. Um with your triumph, uh similar to last time, I'll let you pick who you want information on uh of of the heirs that are wandering around. You said specifically you were looking at um uh Boberstein and um and Voidstein. I think Boberstein then would be my main objective to find information about because I was already suspicious of that house's dealings and what's mm-hmm. going on with their import situation and if it could pertain to our Eldar situation. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. So. Okay, so he's having the opposite night of Kuros where mm-hmm. he is standing, he's planted himself uh, like somewhere just in that perfect sweet spot between the food and the sandwich, like the, the sandwiches and the, the, the booze. So he's just like at the, the nexus point of the party and like people are coming to him. And what's interesting is unlike Kiros, who's like having a great time at everyone else's expense, everyone else seems to be having a great time. Like because of Bobberstein, he's just like, Robbie is just like entertaining people. He's telling stories, he's making jokes. And it's mm-hmm. very much that like classic, sort of beloved politician surrounded by hangers on mm-hmm. where like everyone is laughing at his jokes, but you get the sense they're legitimately enjoying it. Like this isn't put on. It's a lot of people who are just kind of like, oh, there's the funny one at the party. So um, they're hanging around uh, and he seems to be unaware that he's got a crowd around him and is just kind of like um, making comments and everything else. That said, with the triumph, um, you can tell that he is um, 
uh, somewhat distracted. And whenever there's kind of like one of those moments where he's like landed a punchline, everyone's laughing and he's taking a sip of his drink. Um, his eyes are darting out into the crowd and it takes you a few, a few times to see where he's looking. Um, at first you assume that it's looking for, uh, Duke Wickstrope, who mm -hmm. it should be noted is not part of this crew and is not like hanging out over there. He's found somewhere else to, to kind of tuck himself in. Um, but, uh, you notice that he's actually, uh, darting glances, uh, in, uh, uh, Guinevere's direction. Mm. Um, she does not seem to be noticing or acknowledging, but he he seems to, when he has little downtime moments, be kind of searching the crowd for her. Okay, great. Sweet. Then, I think, if I can use my advantages, I would like to... I would like Guinevere to drop something, but basically to drop a drink or something like that, and Morgan to step in and fix it before it... it you, drops on her. You want a Tobey Maguire yes. like yes. tray grab? Okay. But then but then just walk <laughs> off. Fix, no comment, walk off. Cold. Um okay. Hot damn. Great. So yeah, I think we can we can say that. So um Guinevere is rushing around and is um again navigating uh, navigating the party as best she can. Um and uh at one point um you just catch a moment where like clearly the like I'm hosting this facade falls a bit. She's like mm -hmm. talking to an attendant. Uh, it's one of the ones you recognize from from uh, the shooting gallery, and you can just see the exhaustion, yeah, kind of settle mm -hmm. in, and then you see her like reset her shoulders, kind of like roll them back, grab a drink, and turn. Um, and as she does so, um, the uh, the drink just gets away from her, yeah. Um, and uh, it's just like soaring, just slow motion, like sloshing and soaring. <laughs> Uh, at the back of just like uh, just like a, a, a very stately dukish looking man's like you know bald head in like a very like fancy expensive cape, and like he's he's in deep conversation about like trade regulations or some nonsense, um, and it's just you you watch her face as she's just like fuck, <laughs> um, and like Darth Vader in fucking Cloud City, you just step in, hold up a gloved hand, let the the drink splash against it. Um, you know, the glass bounces off it and, and hits the floor. Uh, and you briefly lock eyes with Guinevere, who looks at you in like with a, a, both a, a, like some surprise, but also some like relief, obviously. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, then you just step away. Yep. Do she's, you look back? Or is nope, like, I just step away. I'm going to, if if she spilled a drink on my hand, I'm going to like lick hand, oh. see drink. But I'm also looking, did Bob Rustin check that? Did he see that this interaction happened? I need another perception check, my friend. Right. You're doing a lot of things. Yeah. That's fine. That's fine. I'm Six just advantages. I'll take it. Web. I'm yep. just curious. Yep. <laughs> I'm just trying to make intrigue happen now. Yeah, well, mission accomplished. All right. Um, we're going to say difficulty three because you're doing this well also. Like, That's fine. This is just a, a just in case if I can sure. put some stuff yep. together. Yeah. Um, I'll give you a boost for having uh, spent your triumph observing him. So you, yep. you've you got like a, a very good sense of where. Like, you don't need to be like, wait, wait. It's like, yeah, yeah, I knew right where there. he was. Okay. Um, yeah, I think that's about That's it. fine. One success, three threat, which maybe is what I wanted. You know, um, he saw me, me, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, know, hey, yeah. Like, you see him, he sees you. Yeah. Um, yeah, boy. There's, there's, <laughs> there's a, a locking of eyes as you like finish the lick drag across your hand. And, um, uh, you know, like an angry Paul Rudd is a very sad looking Paul Rudd. Like, you know, the, it's like the, the sunshine oh. went behind a cloud. And just for a, a brief second... <laughs> You see the the joy in his face dies. He gives you just a real stony look. Oh, perfect. And his eyes narrow slightly as uh, 
He raises his drink and he says something at the side of the glass that alerts some like gasps and things. It's clear that like till now all the jokes have been very genial, but he said something like kind of blue and people are a little taken up like, like, oh, that's funny. But we we were, what about the tee hee hees? Like we were tee hee heeing mm. and that, that's more of a, like an, oh, oh. Uh, and people are not into it, um, but they kind of have to be because they, they've committed. But he's you've, you've clearly had an effect. That's fine. I'm going back to Eli and I'm just going to keep playing up the chill, keep people away from me because now it's like, OK, they don't realize that I'm not on anybody's side and I don't care. So it's fine. <laughs> as long as people are talking about stuff or trying. So, Eli, you've got a group of about six people you've told to stand in line. Now. <laughs> so Eli's doing that kind of weird thing where it's like, well, you know, as, as like someone standing guard, it's like arms crossed and it's like he's he's not looking at, directly at them. He's in their direction. So they just happen to be the direction mm-hmm. he's facing to stand guard. But like his eyes are kind of uh, like a soft focus. They're like out of focus yep. because <laughs> he's because he's logging everything else that's going around going on around him all right i like that and so, morgan <laughs> so it's very much like yeah so you're just like the club bouncer who is aware yeah. there's a lot of impatient people but does not care yeah okay um can you roll me a perception please absolutely at, um i'm gonna see difficulty three because you're trying to keep an eye on morgan okay um i'll give you a boost for the same things to give morgan a boost for you're not going anywhere there's not like any urgency to this this is just like you're observing the crowd um I will give you the standard Eli frustration setback for just like <laughs> Damn it. a sea of punchable faces. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. like, it's like water, water everywhere, not a drop to drink, but the drop to drink is punching faces. Um, mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, yeah, that's that's what I got for you. It's really hard to argue for anything more. So let's just see what happens. That is uh, two failures, one threat. Alrighty. Um, I perceive nothing. Yep, your eyes fall out. Um, <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, you don't. Uh, you don't observe uh, any anything of note. Um, uh, it's hard to track Morgan, and I think mm-hmm. that's get, getting you a bit stressed. Which is just like she's wearing all black at night in a, like a dark party, and has like dark hair and moves stealthily. So it's just like immediately she just disappears in the crowd, and it's like, whoa. <laughs> it's uh, also weird just like seeing a whole bunch of people like behaving oddly and laughing in in this odd false conversations and ugh. yeah it's a bit of a far cry what from the like fuck is what is going yeah. what <laughs> yeah also i think um we could also ascribe some of this to just the fact that you want to try and observe this from rank and you just fucking can't tell who is who because yeah. all of the rituals seem so weird that it's very hard to mm-hmm. tell um okay Excellent. So, um, Morgan, you come back with your information. Mm-hmm. Um, folks continue to wait to talk to you. Um, Valentine, who are you letting in to talk to um, Atticus? Or who would you hope would arrive to talk to, to I Atticus? was going to say, fucking nobody. Best <laughs> plan is to make sure that this is, t- that Atticus, we need to play Lord Van Houten as so disinterested in all of this. Because the less people interact with them and the more they just hear like, this title, he's defeated this person, he talked with the king, the more generally interesting he's going to be. The more right. people know, the more dangerous it is. So if anybody showed up who was like a rival or something like that, how Valentine would do it, and I think they would read it the same way, is he would always be like, apologies, name of celebrity, said very loudly so Atticus <laughs> can clearly hear them. But my Lord Van Houten wishes to remain alone. And then if there's somebody Atticus wants to talk to, 
he could just overrule sure. his his footman. But to the point where if the Duke approached, Valentine would do the same thing. Yeah. It would be more yeah, apologetic, yeah. but that's it. Because it's just this hmm. wall of importance. Gotcha. All right. The only... Um, uh, Why the hell did he come to a party? <laughs> <laughs> He's so dark and mysterious. Mm. Um, I'm going to go home and write my dream journal. Um, uh so Haldoran Warwalker shows up at one point, uh, kind of apologetically, um, and I assume is sent away. Uh, it, it, do you have something for my lord? I, I merely wished to express my apologies to him, as well as t- perhaps to speak of tactics. You see, my family has some history, and I, I think perhaps that did not come across earlier. Your apology has been noted. It will be responded to at my lord's leisure. Will that be at 0800 hours? I understand that is how the military speaks in time. Perhaps you do not know this servant. (laughs) Master Warwalker, I believe you fell down on the first level. If I were to allow you onto this balcony to discuss tactics, I believe you might see the floor again, but from rather a higher starting point. (laughs) You make a valid point. In this particular instance, he has the high ground. Perhaps one day I shall instead. Good day to you, sir. And apologies to your lord. It is always nice to spar with a fellow man of war. Remain aware of the fact that power fists can punch upwards. Good day. <laughs> uh, and he walks away and attempts a fist punch in the air and says, Ah, I shall have to adjust my models. And uh, like quickly uh, scurries away. Um, <laughs> Valentine, based on this interaction, is pretty sure he could hit this guy. <laughs> 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 Um, Please let Eli. <laughs> it's not your birthday. Uh, See how he behaves in line. Yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> the only heir that does approach is uh, Tritimus uh, Versailles, um, who uh, walks up uh, just with like a full like retinue uh, of of his own. Um, and, uh, he also, he's like reading a book, um, as he walks up and he's kind of got people around him also just like keeping people at, at distance. They're all fucking beautiful. These are like stunningly attractive people, but are all clearly serving the exact same purpose as Eli downstairs, but just like he wants to be surrounded by pretty people doing it. Um, and he walks up and says, uh, pardon me. Uh, I understand that, uh, the, uh, well, Lord Van Houten's on this year balcony. Might I have a word? Unfortunately, and with greatest apologies, Lord Versailles, my master, Lord Francois Van Houten, needs to be alone for a moment. That is the solace of his own company that he seeks after the confrontation downstairs. Of course, said loudly enough that Atticus can clearly hear it. Yeah. Atticus uh, does not correct Robotay. Robotay mm-hmm. has the right of it. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Versailles just sniffs and says, well, I'd hardly call that a confrontation, but I suppose if that's what he considers one, well, fair enough. In any case, I was mostly going to ask if uh, he wouldn't mind holding my book while I see the matters, but apparently he's too busy for even that. So hope he enjoys his balcony in the fresh air. It will be awfully musty and awfully drafty back in your pisshole estate. But, you know, I... I'll leave you to it. Best be on my way. It must be nice to understand what uh, the view from the top looks like. I understand the Van Houtens have never had that, so. 
I could hold on to your book, if you please, my lord. Unfortunately, my master's power fist, its distortion field tends to destroy things it handles. Ah, uh, well. Suppose destroying what one handles is what the Van Houtens do best now, isn't it? All right, well, I tell you what, uh, I would give you this book, but I don't think your uh, measly intellect could uh, enjoy it. But you know what? Fine, here you go. Enjoy. Uh, I'm sorry there's not more pictures for you. Um, and he hands you a book, and it's just like it's it's just the douchiest fucking obscure. Like uh, Valentine, you probably wouldn't have heard of this writer, but you just looking at it, you're like, mm-hmm. this is a hundred percent like you know the door jam book that people have just on their desk to be like, I am important. Um, <laughs> that said, the spine is cracked; it is well worn. He's clearly actually read this douchey book a bunch of times. Um, he hands it off to you and just says, memorized it anyway. Uh, and then he uh, he turns and uh, just gestures to his his retinue uh, to to exit. Oh, Valentine's fine with letting this guy go. Yep. His estimation of this man has gone down significantly. Um, That's good because Atticus was scared to talk to him. <laughs> like, oh, I this mean, guy's smarter and more like uh, politically apt. Oh, I mean, he's so, he's all of that, but yeah. he's also a sledgehammer. And really clever people in politics are not sledgehammers. Yeah. So Valentine is like, yeah. okay, he may be a genius pretending to be stupid, but that's not a good play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he fucks off. Uh, uh, Valentine over the course of this time would like to, uh, when he has some casual moments, uh, search this book for typos. <laughs> because it would be a really fun thing to point out to this lord that in a book he memorized there are typos on like page 142 146 147 <gasps> and just like hand it back with that information at some point okay uh yeah there probably are i, mean, yeah, I don't uh, i don't feel like editorial really exists at the black libraries of 40k yeah like, i'm imagining this is basically the 40k equivalent of sean penn's book yeah <laughs> like how that? vain is this book like did the writer even let an uh, uh, an editor touch it yeah like, again i honestly just don't know that there are editors for fiction in 40k okay. i feel like yeah. but uh yeah no it's the about the, the author photo penn. is the cover of this book yeah <laughs> yeah the sean penn poll is, is pretty awful i was thinking more like a uh like an infinite jest that isn't actually written with any style or interest that's just like that um but yeah the sean penn book is it's fine it's somehow written in second and third and first person it's just like all mm-hmm. over the map cool. um second person Yes, it's where the, the fuck? yeah it's the second person is it's it's no bueno. It's we did this, like you did you this. You did this, yeah. yeah. I hate what it. the fuck? Hate it. Um, <laughs> cool. So he fucks off back into the crowd, um, and otherwise the night passes kind of quietly for you, uh, Atticus. Um, as your like power fist grips the balcony edge, in I'm sure like just standing out here looking impressive is awful. Um, it's nice to not to talk to people yeah. just because the stakes are, are always ever present when I'm engaging with people. Uh, obviously he can't let the mask slip because he is always potentially on camera or mic'd, but it's nice to not have to do a battle of, of wits or, mm-hmm. or verbal barbs mm-hmm. because he sucks at it and would just end up hurting someone. <laughs> yep, understood. Um, is there anything you're trying to observe from the crowd below you as you because you're like up on a perch for a while? Do you think you'd be just like looking out into the onto the horizon, or would you be trying to observe the party? People watching sounds like a, a good use of the time. Cool. All right. So if you can give me a perception at difficulty two, is there anything in particular you're looking for? You're just kind of checking out the scene. I think it's more checking things out. Um, what what in in the grand like. Big picture. What am I looking out on? Is this a courtyard? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like it's it's the 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 front kind of like walk up to the house. So it's got like a giant fountain in the center. 
um, there are kind of like, uh, there's that line of trees that leads out to the, the, the gate, but this is all, um, this is a weird pull, but it should work for your brain. I think, uh, in the, um, the runway model hitman level, it's okay. like out in front yeah. of that mansion where it's just like a big garden party out in front of a, a fancy house. Well, and if it's the entrance that I'm looking at, I would be interested in learning a bit about security. Um, yep. it's it's all the uh, Fitzgerald houses security, right? They're the That's only correct. ones yep. who police this planet. Yep. And since we're going to go into their cloud palace mm. and stir up some trouble, trying to find an Eldar, <laughs> might as well familiarize ourselves with like how they, security? With yeah, how yeah, they yeah. secure a perimeter and, and that kind of thing. Cool. So you can definitely see there are some like uh, guards um, similar to the security staff that you have kind of like on behalf of uh, the Song family, but they are the equivalent of like student constables right like they're they're around they they look very official they're not armed um the royal security is much more visible um their armor evokes um the uh arbites kind of like judge dread style stuff if it was toned down a bit and a bit more lightweight um that said at distance you can't actually tell how effective or ineffective this, this feels like light scout armor to you okay. in terms of like it's functional, but it's also not, they're not like clanking around. It's since you have graciously given this information to me without a role so far. Oh yeah. I can I make the role to kind of strain to see what they're really about from distance? Monocle comes up. Yes. Monocle <laughs> comes up. I forgot you hadn't rolled. I was so busy thinking about who these clowns look like. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> okay, thank you. Uh, so it's perception to, yeah. um, you get a, a boost from just getting to hang out up here. Okay. Um, you get a boost from, so like boost from high ground, boost from Valentine keeping assholes away from you. Mm -hmm. um, setback for only having a monocle, not having your specs. Mm -hmm. It's a real problem for you. Yep. Um, yeah. Thank you very much. One success, one advantage. Great. So their armor kind of looks like our body's armor, but like it's lighter. Uh, yeah. All the things I already told you before you rolled. Um, they're armed with uh, LAS weapons um, LAS, okay. and uh, close combat. Like uh, it's mostly like shock balls. Like they need to be able to. They're well, releasing a fairly tame populace. They, they are. And it seems kind of like. Any gun is is a powerful weapon on this planet, mm. uh, given that people aren't open carrying. And if if there's like a brawl or something, just having a shock ball to just like stun and, and injure seems to be uh, kind of the the thing. Um, from the way you're watching the populace move around them, it's very clear again that like this is a population that is very contentedly under the thumb of the monarchy. There isn't people are respectfully scared of royal guards. Um, so there's kind of that, uh, that situation, uh, going on. Uh, the other thing though, is, uh, you do see come around uh, the side of the building. Um, there's just sort of a flash of brilliant white. Um, and you see the, the King, um, kind of uh, come around the corner. Um, but with him, uh, is, uh, Forrest Pollard, the space Marine. And there is a, almost a hush that falls over the crowd for only the briefest moment. And if you weren't up top looking at it, you wouldn't have caught this, but for, based on where you are, just the the kind of like, not horror, but just the moment of like, oh shit, um, shock kind of passes through the crowd. And then they very politely go back to speaking as though nothing is of import. Um, 
Uh, Pollard, of course, strikes an impressive figure. He's much larger than uh, than Fitzgerald. Um, as uh, as advertised, the armor is uh, is like white and also just um, really uh, missing any sig- proper signifiers. Like it is it is stark. Atticus would, as he's sort of mm-hmm. as he clocks that. Oh, this is this the Space Marine. Yep. Uh, he would he would say, uh, "Rebute your eyes, please." Yep, Valentine would tag into that. He's got to check out this fucking space marine. Yeah, yeah. So, um, particularly with your low light vision and stuff, I won't make you roll for this because you're he already rolled okay. and you're, you're at distance. Um, yeah, there's a lot of what you would expect or what you understand from the Adeptus Astartes isn't here. There aren't purity seals. There aren't like the the pauldrons have been sort of like filed down. Mm-hmm. Um, filed the, down. Well, like in terms of there's no sig- sigils on, on. But there used to he, be. He doesn't, he doesn't have a chapter marking. So innately he would have at some point because okay. there's no way they would produce a suit of space marine okay. armor without them. There are okay. no like independent space marines. Okay. Mm-hmm. But like no chapter insignia. He does He's, have the royal crest of gross thing. Um, <laughs> does he have an aquila or any symbols of the emperor anywhere in the armor? Because often they have them on the. Yeah. The yeah, yeah. Um, he's got uh, he's got like this, this is the old marine armor. He's got like the, the skull central skull. Um, but it doesn't have the giant full aquila crest. It's just like a single small skull. Interesting. So no actual Imperium symbols, just space marine armor. Yeah. And the royal Valentine oh, doesn't like that. Mm. Yeah. So he's wearing uh, a helmet? He's not. No. He is very much uh, not in a helmet. And again, like it's it's very silly in his giant hand, but he's got a champagne flute as well. And he is sipping from it as he goes. And you get the sense of like <laughs> essentially the the bearing would be uh if I hired like a paramilitary organization like Blackwater or something <laughs> and then had a Blackwater guy with me at the party and I'm like but have a good time but you're he's also still, he's still in like Kevlar and <laughs> yeah that's shit. it like he's, he's in, like, in, like eight times the size of you yeah uh, he's got he's, like his rifle slung off him okay, but he is so he also is, like walking around armed. like eating weenies and uh, stuff like it's does this motherfucker look like Sandor Rafferty because I've seen paintings of that big ugly bastard and I've seen him in visions he does not okay this that is a, is a relief different different <laughs> different fella uh, and he is not, I should point out, he's got, um, he's probably got his, uh, like, bolt pistol on his hip, but he's not, like, lugging around like a, a like a, a bolter. Uh, he doesn't seem to have a melee weapon. He's probably got a knife, like, on his, yeah. on his, uh. And hip, are we but... talking classic Marine, or are we talking Primaris Marine? We're talking classic Marine. He is, right. he does not, you know, we're not doing that Primaris shit. <laughs> uh, but no, just, just, a, just, a, just a, yeah. yeah, standard, um, a standard Marine. Um, and in terms of, uh, of look, um, just like a very like brush cut, you know, sort of like chiseled features, um, bit of a, uh, like, uh, height of his career, Kevin Costner look. Okay. Um, so just like, you know, square jaw, a little bit tired, like constantly like looks a, a little like browbeaten, but, um, otherwise, yeah, just like looking around and like. Even occasionally, like giving a, a like a, a toast to people, but he doesn't seem to be having a great time. But he is definitely playing the part. Um, just to make sure, because Valentine would know some superficial images mm-hmm. of some Space Marine chapters. Is there anything about his skin tone or hair or eyes or anything like that that would stand out? Because like Salamander Marines, for example, are like pure black skin tone, red eyes. Mm-hmm. So like if they have, if he has that, it's like okay, likely Salamander or successor chapter. It's still not a decision. But if he doesn't have those, that also like narrows down. Yeah, his his face. The, the best can do from here is like he's scruffy mm-hmm. um uh, and he definitely has facial facial scarring uh it doesn't look ritual or anything just like his face is a patchwork of scars under uh under the, the scruff it's a little clearer around the, the eyes and nose but like mm-hmm. jaw area is pretty fucked up 
Um, but there's no immediate signifiers to you at this distance. So um, general, normal, no, human normal within looks, that range. Looks, yeah, yeah lo- looks like human normal other than just the the Broadening, broadening of, of face of Space Marine. Yeah, yeah. and just the g- general strangeness of this. Cool. And hair color is? Um, like salt and pepper, black and gray. Okay, odds are not Raven Guard. Okay, cool. That that works for <laughs> Valentine. Just check it off. Where he's like, okay, not salamanders. It's not pure black hair, so probably not Raven Guard. Could be a space wolf, but he doesn't have any fetishes or bone trinkets, so that's unlikely to be like successors. But it's like, great, I ruled out three of the like twenty <laughs> options plus their thousands of successors. Well, you know what? We'll take what we can get. I'll just mark those off on the list. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but, uh, the, the, the two of them, uh, sweep in and, uh, around that time there's a, a clinking of a glass and, um, uh, Duke Wick's throw up, um, kind of gets up on, on the fountain. Um, sort of just like steps up a little bit awkwardly. There's just like nowhere else to go. Um, and, uh, Guinevere kind of helps him up. Um, and, uh, he clinks the glass and just says, uh, h- hello everyone. Um, this is uh, honestly a bit embarrassing for me. I don't love this amount of attention, but I guess I need to get used to that because it's the celestial season. And everyone like chuckles and like this polite tittering about like, yes, yes, yes. Um, and uh, he says, uh, first, of course, I would like to uh, thank um, uh, the, the family Ballen song and of course, uh, Una for uh, hosting us here uh, tonight on, on her property. Um, please don't make too much of a mess. Um, it's very nice here, and I would really hate to see any of the topiaries get fucked up by one of you, uh, pardon my language, uh, by by one of you uh, degenerates out here. And there's some like laughter, and he's like, I'm, I'm looking at you, uh, Lord uh, Dartmouth, and Dartmouth's like, oh, blah, 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 blah. And he's like, yeah, you know. <laughs> um, in any case, um, this is meant to be a, uh, a celebration for all of us. And I know many of you are also looking for your life partners as I'm looking for mine. So although there will be a lot of attention on me because of the whole Duke thing and, uh, you know, events like this one, um, please make sure that you're also finding uh, who you need. Don't worry about climbing a social ladder when you could find someone who actually fits your life. Uh, Emperor knows this place is strange enough without all of us going through it alone. So... Uh, good luck to everyone. Uh, may your, your heart find a companion, or at the very least, can you, may you find a companion for your bed if that's what you're after. And may we all find some entertainment. I look forward to the races. Uh, and um, well, cheers. Uh, and he, he raises his glass. Everyone raises their glass. The fucking Marine raises a glass. Um, and uh, as he does so, uh, he, he raises his eyes with it, uh, and he kind of catches you, Atticus, on, on the balcony uh, and raises the glass slightly to you. Uh, do I have a drink? Uh, those servo skills are fucking everywhere, man. If you yeah. want one, it's literally just hold your hand out and something will drop one in. I'll raise a drink, but only after he acknowledged mm-hmm. me. So I'm, it's like just he and I are having yep. a toast. Fair enough. Um, and, uh, behind him, Guinevere Ballensong says, yes, of course, a toast. <laughs> cheers, everyone. Um, and there are, are many cheers as, uh, Robbie watches her. She watches Wixthrope, Wixthrope watches you, and Morgan watches all of them. This episode of The Valentine Heresy features the voices of players Brian LaPlante, Tyler Hewitt, Laura Hamstra, and Del Borvik, alongside Game Master Tom McGee. This episode was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra, and The Valentine Heresy's artwork was created by Del Borovic at delborovic.com. That's D-E-L-B-O-R-O-V-I-C. Our theme song is The Hordes by Megan McDuffie, and our ad breaks use the tracks No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R. 
All of their music is available at freemusicarchive.org. For all things Dum Dums and Dice, including merchandise and how to join our Patreon, you can visit dumdumdice.com or find us on social media at dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E. Ave Imperator and death to all the heretics. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christopher Little, Sue One, George Dolby, Richard Cranium, Gavin and Abby McDonald, Logan, Fire Unfriendly, Grandma Likes D&D, Alan, Stabby Stranger, Glitch Trick, Flynn 1138, Alorain Okapi, OMG It's Big Nick, D&D and Things, Schrodinger's Pepper, Guy Edwards, Flea Unit, Madre de Gatos, Lady Maiden, Nithrian, Garbo Ape, Locke, Sam Schaefer, Waffle Marine, Dagger Rain, Rob L, Dia de los Hoodless, Diovasis, Loki Burrito, Squishy Werewolf, Remy, Funky Head, Nomad, the wise paladin of the Badlands, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Are you there? I think I'm getting something. Why are you recording? For science. Did you hear that? We're a little off schedule. Maybe it's the aliens. I'm studying electromagnetic phenomena and anomalies. I don't think losing people is scary. I just don't want to do it anymore. Just together with me. Radio check. Who's this? I didn't do it. You never do anything. We should still be secure. Are you safe? The walkies again. Who are you? Comfort. I am not doing it on purpose. You can't bullshit. I am not doing it on purpose. Stop. Stop. Oh, God. I don't like this. I don't like this. What the hell was that? I'm not supposed to know that. We're supposed to be innocent. I feel an ending coming. Oracle, a sci-fi anthology podcast set in the not-so-distant future. Season 2, Transmission, available in bi-monthly episode releases starting July 1st, 2023. Or listen now to Season 1, Iris, wherever you get your podcasts.